Welcome to the Gold Rush 2011 podcast. Gold Rush is an annual student-led conference hosted by Perimeter Church. This year's theme was Consumed, where we talked about what we are consumed with and who ultimately consumes us. Thank you for downloading, and we hope you enjoy. Hey, everyone. My name is Holly Stone. Um, I, um, um, I just graduated from high school, so I will be a freshman next year at the University of Georgia. Yeah. Got some fellow fans out there. Um, before I get started... Um, I'm just going to open us up with a word of prayer, Um, so if you just bow your heads with me. Um, God, I just come before you now. Um, I ask that you humble me. Um, I pray that tonight your Holy Spirit comes down and speaks through me, God. Um, Use me as a chosen vessel of you, God. Um, Be able to use my brokenness. Um, just for your glory, God, I allow at the end of this time um, that our hearts are drawn closer to you, God. Um, and everything we pray, just name pray, amen. Um, so I first wanted to start off with a story. We all like stories. Um, and mine is about my little sister, actually, who's somewhere in this room. Um, there she is, she's back there. But... Um, we had the weekend to ourselves, and we decided that we were going to go out to dinner. Um, fun, make it a girl's night out. So um, we went to Mexican, and we're sitting there, and let me first talk a little bit about her um, so you understand where she's coming from in this. Um, she does everything, and it doesn't matter what she does. She does it extremely well, whether it's school Um, or sports, or drama. Um, She's on stage all the time. She's been in most to all, I don't remember, of her school's um, plays and productions. So this stage in this area is so comfortable to her. So for me, it's not. Um, It's something that I am terrified of. Um, I have major stage fright, so she decides that she is going to give me advice. Um, So she lists things, and she keeps going and going, and um, and she said the number one advice that she can give me was, before I come on stage, I will feel like I have to go to the bathroom. But don't worry, it's just nerves. I'm looking at her like, really? That's your number one advice? I was like, nothing comforting. Like, God will speak through you. Don't worry. Um, and by the way, it never happened. So I'm assuming that's just for her, and it wasn't... I guess the best advice for me, um, but advice nonetheless from her. Um, so she didn't ask me why it, why it is that I am so terrified. She's like, why are you so scared? Um, and you know, my initial response is to go, oh, well, I just am, you know, like back up. <laughs> um, but the more I started to think about it, um, I started to soul search. Um, so I put in the Mumford and Sons and started making a list. Yeah, that's the Mumford and Sons. <laughs> um, started making a list of, you know, trying to get down to the heart of it. Why am I so terrified to be here? Why is speaking in front of crowds so terrifying to me? Um, and my conclusion was, um, after examining my own heart, that I long 
for acceptance um, all the time um, from anyone, from every person I interact. I long for them to accept me as who I am. Um, and I am absolutely terrified of rejection. Um, so I, I, you know, and then I, I start thinking more about my sin and start to make a list and have realized that I have filled my entire page of things that consume my life. Um, I, I'm a jumper when it comes to my sin. I go from one thing to the next to the next. Um, if I was a test question, you know, what would Holly be consumed with A, B, C? I would be D, all of the above, every time. Um, it's just how I'm wired. I don't stay with one thing. I, I'm consumed with it, and then I get bored, so I jump from this sin. Um, for me, the, the only thing that came to my mind when I thought about that was um, my family. We go camping um, all, almost every year, and I love sitting around the campfire, but I hate making the campfire. Um, I think that's the guy's job. So I sit there, and when I have to do it, I just get my big pile of pine straw, and I just throw pine straw on the fire. And when it, you know, it, anybody know what that looks like? It kind of bursts um, into a flame, and then it quickly dies, and you're left with ashes. And so I throw more, and I continue to throw that sin. And for me, like, I go from wanting and longing acceptance um, to off and on throughout high school, um, I struggle with depression which is such a self-consumption. Um, I was so self-consumed that I just wanted it to be about me. Um, from there, I would jump to um, jealousy. Um, I'm the middle of two um, girls, two sisters, and especially my older sister. She has, in my mind, like her life is just seems like it's just planned out. Um, she goes, she just got engaged to her high school sweetheart. Um, she just graduated from college. She knows what she wants to do with her life. And I don't. Um, I'm still working on it. It's one big fog for me. Um, but I get jealous that she knows. Um, and so I start to be consumed with making plans for my life. Um, really out there plans. As an example, like this is how crazy, and now you guys are saying I think I'm really crazy that I tell this, but I was watching extreme sports. And I'm not, like, I've done some sports, but not, not extreme. Um, and I was watching skydiving, professional skydiving. And I was like, that's so cool. Um, and then I start making a plan how I'm going to all of a sudden become a professional skydiver. That is my new life goal. Um, and I'm going to try to achieve that. And so literally, I, like, half the day I'm thinking, I could do this. Like, this is going to work. And I still, you know, to consume myself, which is really me wanting that control over my life. Um, but as, as I start making this list of things that I jump to, I realize that there is a reoccurring theme. Um, I didn't see it to begin with, but it's the thought that I doubt God in every situation that I'm in, whether it's, you know, my future plans, I doubt that what he has for me is good. I doubt that he is all I need, um, So I go from doubting one thing after another. Um, So last night, Corey spoke to y'all how we all are consumed with something. We all long and search for satisfaction, whether that be dum-dums or Corey. 
Um, or if it, you know, if it goes deeper to pride or attention or acceptance, but we all search for something worldly, and yet we are left completely empty inside afterwards. So I'm going to talk to you, why? Why do we do that? Why do we constantly try to, try to do it if we're just left empty? You know, what is it that we're doing? Um, so my prayer for y'all through this talk is that I just want you to get a better grasp of our, the character of our God. Um, I want you to find peace in this talk. Um, I hope that comes to you. Um, I also want, by knowing that peace and understanding the character of God more, to fall more in love with him, um, because that's ultimately what life is about, just falling more and more in love with our God. Um, so to answer the why we are consumed, um, we have to go back to the book of Genesis in the beginning. Um, so Genesis 1, 26 through 27 says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image, in our likeness, and let them rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air, over the livestock, over all the earth, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. God, guys, we are made in the image of God. We have characteristics of our God, and our God is a consumer, so therefore we consume. He has designed us to consume. It's okay. Um, we do it because we were designed to. And, you know, it's the things that we also did. I mean, the thing, if you go back to Adam and Eve, um, they were living in this perfect world. In the Garden of Eden, they were living and walking with God. And, yes, they were doing work. They were eating food. They were consuming things. But it wasn't bad because it was God. They were consumed with God and it was all right, because that's how God had designed it. Um, so, I mean, going back to, like, we're just, you know, that is why we consume. We're never going to escape it, because that's how God has designed us to consume. Um, why we don't consume God, which how we were designed, um, is after God has placed Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, um, and out, he's in this relationship with them. He's talking to them. They're talking back to them. Um, the Satan, disguised as a snake, comes down and he speaks lies into Adam and Eve and tells them that it is okay for them to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, which is the one tree that God had commanded them not to eat from. But he tells them that it's okay. Um, and persuades them to eat, saying, it's good for you. Um, so they ate the fruit from the tree. Um, and that is when sin entered the world. This is a turning point for us. This is why we don't consume ourselves with God. Is that the minute sin enters, we're left with something empty in us. And we're going to constantly throw the pine straw on the fire Constantly search for him. Um, going back um, to the text, 
um, Adam and Eve um, were after the fall, God places them out of the garden. Um, and their relationship with God is now um, broken. They're no longer walking and talking with the Lord. Um, this, I mean, this is why they're, the consumption with God isn't there. Um, you know, we're never going to be fully satisfied. Um, and I have a video by Tom Brady. Anybody know who he is? Yeah? Um, and he basically says it perfectly. Um, so I guess when that comes on, it's like a... Um, Oh, here it is. Tom Brady, the quarterback of the New England Patriots, is not only one of the NFL's best players, he's one of the NFL's great stories. At the tender age of 30, he has already won three Super Bowls, an accomplishment that ranks him with some of the best quarterbacks ever to play the game. And he's having one of the greatest seasons in pro football history. When we first reported on him back in 2005, he seemed underrated and almost overlooked. He doesn't have the arm of Peyton Manning, and he doesn't have tattoos, and he doesn't take steroids, and he's never held out for more money. All he knows how to do is win. <laughs> this is what you always wanted. You're right. You're right. It has. And I didn't think it came with all the other baggage, though. In addition to his success on the field and his sex appeal off it, there is also the $60 million 10-year contract to play with the Patriots. I mean, I'm making more money now than I ever thought I could ever make playing football. But with all that money, fame, and career accomplishments, we were surprised to hear this from him. Why do I have three Super Bowl rings and, and still think there's something greater out there for me? I mean, maybe a lot of people would say, hey, man, this is what it is. I reached my goal, my dream, my life is me. I thank God. It's got to be more than this. What's the answer? I wish I knew. I wish I knew. Yeah, um, after I watched that video, actually every time I've watched it about five or six times, um, I want to scream Jesus so bad. Um, but guys, that's it. That's what we do. You know, Tom Brady, he, you know, he achieved the greatest that he could do in football. Three Super Bowls. He won them. Um, I know he was voted MVP also. I don't know how many years. I'm not up to date on my football. But... Um, he, I mean, that, that sense, he's gone. He has, he has something in his life, and he knows that it's missing. It's a hole in his life. Um, even as, or I guess another analogy. At first, I, I didn't quite um, relate. I was like, okay, football. I, I don't play. I have no intention of ever playing football. Um, like, I, don't, I was like, I don't exactly know how to relate so um, for your girls who don't exactly understand how big it is for a boy to win the Super Bowl three times, um, it's like winning the Miss America pageant three times in a row. Um, that's the equivalent of winning the Super Bowl three years. Um, and yet afterwards, you go, I want more. There's something more out there than being voted the prettiest or the most beautiful girl. There has to be something more than that. Um, even as Christians, even as believers and followers of Christ, there is still that longing for satisfaction um, in other things because we have not experienced God um, in all of his glory. 
That is why as believers, there's still something missing. And that is what Adam and Eve had. And that is what one day we will have in heaven. Um, we will be able to experience God in his complete glory. Um, I have a friend um, named Catherine Reese who I have known um, my entire life. Literally, I have grown up with the kid. Um, we were in Awana Cubbies together. Um, so we were memorizing scriptures at four, age four. Um, but we were at a wedding um, a month ago, a couple months ago. I don't know, it was a little while ago. And she just kind of looks over at me. This is during the reception we're eating. And she goes, yeah, I was shocked to find out that you weren't Asian. And I looked at her, I was like, what? Like, did I hear you? You weren't shocked that I was Asian? She's like, yeah, I thought you were Asian. I was like, I, I didn't know that. And she's like, I just find out this. It's been literally half my year, uh, or half my life, not year, that I, I, I never knew this. Um, and she goes, even after I found out that you weren't Asian, um, I still continue to think that you were because I wanted a little Asian friend. It's like, Catherine, thanks. I'm glad I could fulfill those dreams of yours. But um, anyways, guys, that's what we do with God. We have these misconceptions of God. Um, we think that he is just this man in the sky that looks down on us and has no, no relation with us whatsoever. You know, we think that we have to earn his love. We have to earn acceptance from him. Um, we take the cross for granted. Um, the idea that, you know, guys, like Christ, he didn't just, was tortured for us. You know, he didn't just die on the cross and there it was. That's it. No, he... He was tortured and beaten and whipped. And then he had the wrath of God pour out on him for us. This is the God that we have. This is the God that loves us. And, you know, I think so many times for me, I doubt. I went back. Um, I doubt the character of God. I doubt that he truly did loves me that much. That he really does have a plan for me. Um, but I want to I wanna leave you um, with this thought. Um, it's in Luke 9, 57 in, through 62. Um, it says, you might remember this from the dance also. As they were walking along the road, a man said to them, I will follow you wherever you go. Jesus replied, Foxes have holes, and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. He said to the other man, follow me. But the man replied, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. Jesus said to him, let the dead bury their own dead, but you go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Still another said, I will follow you, Lord but first let me go back and say goodbye to my family. Jesus replied, no one who puts his hand to the plow and looks back 
is fit for the service in the kingdom of God. Guys, God is saying here that he wants us to drop everything and follow him, put all of our hope in him. Um, If you go on further in Luke 14, 25 through 27, um, it says, large crowds were traveling with Jesus and turning to them, he said, if anyone, oops, if anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother, his wife and children, his brothers and sisters, yes, even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. And anyone who does not carry his cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. Guys, God has told us and asked of us to pick up our cross and follow him. He says, hate your mother and father and brothers and sisters. And what he is saying is that I want your love, for, I want your love for those, for others, to look like hate compared to your love for me. I want my love to look to be amazing. Um, he says, die to me. I mean, you know, not not quit and end these relationships because relationships can be good. Don't get me wrong. Um, relationships, even marriage is good. It's a good thing that God has created. Um, so I'm not saying drop ever, you know, drop, quit relationships. But what I am saying is don't put your hope in them. Because God is saying, put your hope in me. Die to me. Die to my plan. Saying, put your hope in me. And, I, you know, I read that, and it's an impossible task. It is. Um, but God puts it there to show us how much we need him. Um, when I first was going over this, my fear for y'all was that you would read this or you would hear this and go, oh, why try? If it's impossible, why try? Because immediately that's what my head thinks. If a teacher tells me something, this is impossible, but I still want you to try, I don't try. You know, I'm, and you know, God, God is our teacher. He says, I cannot disciple you. I cannot teach you. I cannot allow you to grow if you don't drop everything and follow me. So hearing that, I was like, Okay, well, I don't want, I want, you know, then how and how and why, why do we do this? Why and how can we do this? Um, and I'm going to leave that for the next two nights. Corey and Mackenzie, both um, tomorrow night and the next night, are going to be answering those questions for us. Um, but I want to bring you back around to the truth that God is all we need. Don't forget that. Um, he is our satisfaction, um, and, you know, and it's, like, just the truth that, yeah, like, for me, I doubt God. I doubt that he, he really is all I need, and maybe you're not feeling it, and maybe you're doubting like me, um, but it's truth, and, um, so I just want you guys to sit, sit on that, um, sit on that God is enough for us. Um, and I'm just going to end this in prayer right now. Dear God, I just come before you now. Um, and I just pray that you just start to prepare our hearts for our small groups, God. Um, and for the rest of the night, just to worship you. 
God, allow us to stand here with our hearts abandoned to you. Start to allow you to come into our lives and work among us. Allow us to figure out how we can put our trust in you, how we can stop doubting, how we can, this, these consumptions that are tainted with sin, God, that um, you come in them, God, and you make what we desire you. Um, so, God, I just, I pray for these kids at Gold Rush that this week um, they're filled with your satisfaction. Um, I just want to pray this in your name. Amen. You've been listening to the Gold Rush 2011 podcast. Perimeter Church is located at 9500 Medlock Ridge Road in Johns Creek, Georgia. If you'd like more information about the church, please visit our website at watershedministry.org.